you know it's going to be fun when I have a bunch of little sticky thing notes in my Bible? So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, before we get started, so this week we looked at, uh, we're still on James, but we're, we're going to look at wisdom today. Um, so we're, we're going to be in James uh, chapter 3, so if you want to go ahead and go there, uh, feel free. But I have a question for you. Um, and so this is a time where you, know, you can speak up, and I, I want to I hear your answer. If you're online, I want you to write it uh, on those little comment things. But if you could ask for anything in the world, what would it be? You can't say more, like more asks, so you can't say I want more wishes, that's, 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 that's silly. So if you have asked for anything in the world, what would it be? What's that? Okay. Today? Right now? Uh, what else? Be really loud because I can't hear very well. Successful future? Okay. What else? You can say I want a dog. There's no wrong answers. Wisdom? Someone cheated. All right. Who else? I like that. I love that, actually. Never had to pay taxes ever again. What else? You don't want anything. Peace and contentment. Okay. Who wants nothing? Everyone, because you're not saying anything about it. But, um, so, who said wisdom? Who, who cheated? You cheated. Cool. Um, so I, I, I did this. So what's funny is I taught this when we did the first, uh, the new revamped kids life. The first thing I got to teach on was wisdom. And so I asked the, the kids the exact same thing. And only one said wisdom because she cheated. But everyone else said, I want a million dollars, but also a million wishes. No. Uh, then another one wanted like saw that he wanted a million dollars and they wanted to go up and I want infinity dollars and then some other kids were like I want I want a dog or I want this I want that and so they were going on this rabbit hole of I want this specific item I want this specific thing I want this I want this I want this but there's only one girl said I want wisdom because we talked about that in our class before and I'm like what a cheater Um, so when, when I would ask that question, the wisdom doesn't normally come through your head the first thought, right? You say, oh, I, you know, what would be really nice is to not worry about money anymore, or I don't want to, you know, worry about this anymore. I could have this. I can have a nice house. I can have this, this, this. That's what comes through our mind first, because honestly, we're selfish. Um, so that's where our mind goes first, and wisdom is kind of a backseater type of thing, because who, who, like, what is wisdom? Because a lot of people, if you say, hey, I want wisdom, we think about intelligence, we think about book smarts, we think about some dude would do with like really big glasses. Um, we think about like the, the smartness side of it. We don't really think about the other side of what wisdom is. Um, so before we even look at wisdom, we're going to look at James. We've already read through this part when we went through the first uh, couple weeks. So James 1 uh, says it like this. Now if any of you acts, lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives, all, he gives to all generously and ungrudgingly. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the doubter is like a surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Um, so you see, there, there's a specific thing. It says, ask, ask God. Um, 
And so when I was going through this, I, was trying, I looked at Solomon. Solomon's an awesome, if you want to look at what wisdom is, Solomon is a great picture of, of wisdom. He wrote three books, and like also you see his, his life, like Second Chronicles 13, you see where he comes and you know, he's talking to God, and he comes to God and says, hey, I just want wisdom. And God gives him wisdom, but also he gives him all this other stuff as well, because he, all he wanted was wisdom. But God went above and beyond and just gave him the things that, you know, you know he's well known for. But the first thing, you know, you got to have points when you, when, you, when you have a sermon. The first point is true wisdom is not about what you know. So intelligence, the, the book smarts, the, you know, being smart. It's not about what you know, but who you know. So if you look at this, if, you know, it says if you, you lack wisdom, ask God for it. And it talks about doubting when you, you know, if you know somebody really well and, and you have that really tight relationship with that person, it's harder to doubt that person, right? Yes or no? It's really hard to doubt that person that you have a really strong connection with and a really strong relationship with. That, that goes with God as well. If you don't have that strong relationship with God, that strong connection to God, you're going to start doubting God because you don't have that, that foundation built. And so that's where the first point is. True wisdom is not about what you know, but who you know. So you've got to know God to be able to, to get that wisdom. You've got to know and grow and constantly you know, be in the Word, be, be in, in communion with, with, with Him. And so that's why, you know, when we look at this passage, it, it, it tells you specifically, hey, hey, don't, like, ask God without doubting. You've got to, you know, be, be full on force and just trust God that, and be known with God. Um, so for people online, you can answer this question, and you know, if you want to ask this as well to you, how do we get into a place of, acting, of asking God for wisdom like this? So, you know, another Q&A type, type deal. How do we get into a place of asking God for wisdom like this? Is it one of those things of it just happens because it happens, or is it because of, you know, you get to know them? Um, and that because, you know, there's a couple of verses that hit on that really well. And so the Proverbs 9.10, it simply says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is, is understanding. Now, the fear that it's talking about here is not like you go to a, to a haunted house and you get spooked really bad, you know. It's much more than that. It's much more of like you have to understand that God is the maker of the universe and he has the wrath that can destroy it all. But he chooses, he chose to have Jesus come and be in our place, to place his wrath on him instead of us. So that fear is knowing how powerful and how awesome and how great God is having that reverence for him. That's where wisdom starts. And then Proverbs 2, 6. Ooh, the yellow tab. 2, 6, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom... And from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. It all starts with knowing who God is, having that reverent fear, and then being in place of searching for who God is. And, how, and you know, we see back at Solomon where he began that journey where he was seeking God and he was seeking about, you know, how to, how to do the kingdom, how to do it the right way instead of just, you know, doing it the wrong way. And so you see him not just ask for, you know, not just ask for like, pow like power, all this stuff, but he just wanted wisdom so he can know how to do it the correct way. And so God gave him that and gave him so much more. And so I think about my own life. I think about the things I struggle with, the things that I go through. 
do I constantly ask God for that wisdom? Do I, do I ask God for the things that I need? Do I rely on God? Because sometimes I, just, I think I, I like to tend to weigh on the, the, me, the selfishness of, of me more, more than I do God. So, and also you see um, in James 3.13, this is where we'll start reading in, for, for, for today's stuff. 3.13 says, Who among you is wise in understanding? By his good conduct, he should know that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. So we see here that wisdom is a result of our relationship with Jesus. So we, we've talked about that. We, we've hit on that note. But also, we, we got to know just as good works, as we read in James 2, 20, uh, James 2, you see where good works is a reaction of our faith. Good works is a reaction of, of us knowing God. And you see also where, you know, faith is a reaction of, of knowing God. You see, you know, wisdom is, is in that same boat of you get to know God. You, you, it's a, it's a, a fruit of being in that relationship with, with Jesus, being in that relationship and constantly growing. Wisdom is a fruit just as long with, along with good works and faith. And, and those are all fruit from knowing God and, and being in relationship with him. So we keep reading in James 3.14. But if you have a bitter, bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and deny the truth. Who here is prideful? I am. Pride, pride can nick a lot of people in the butts. And he's saying here, hey, bitter and, you know, a lot of negatives come out of, out of being pride. And so he, he's saying hum, humbleness is, is where it's at. Humbleness is where we need to turn to for that wisdom to be really in check. So Proverbs 11 too, it also it hits on that even more. It says, when arrogance comes, disgrace follows, but with humility comes wisdom. So we're about to see in, in the next verse, we're going to see the, the difference between earthly wisdom, earthly wisdom and true wisdom. Because you, you see like all these people talk, like, you know, talk about wisdom in certain ways and you've got to be wise for this, you've got to be wise for that, but it doesn't really have the same context of true wisdom, the wisdom that God gives you instead of just, hey, I have this knowledge about this one thing. And so we'll, we'll look at it in 3.15. It says, Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and dynamic, demonic. So that's, uh, earthly wisdom is full of self-confidence, self-contentness, uh, bitter jealousy, and selfish ambition. It's all about me, 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 me. You see, true wisdom that goes along with like the good works, the, the meekness, the fear, the knowing and understanding who God is, the understanding it's not about us. That's where we need, we need to understand it. It's not about us, it's all about God. So when we go day by day and we think about selfish things, we're not being really wise. We're not thinking about the wisest decisions that we can make. Like I asked the kids when, when we talked about uh, wisdom that, that one week, I asked them, if I gave you a, uh, an apple or a butterfinger, what would you choose? The one girl who cheated said an apple. I'm like, well, because you cheated. Um, but all the other kids wanted the butterfinger because it's, you know, almost Halloween. Um, but they, 
the, the choice of the Butterfinger is like, oh, I could give me cavities. It's not really that healthy compared to an apple, even though they're like almost the same sugar. Who, who knows? Um, but the, the wiser choice would be the apple than the, the Butterfinger. So we go through life, you know, we, we make the decisions of selfishness over what we could do for God's kingdom. So we make this decision to, I, I could go and serve my friends. I can go and do this for, for my friends. I, I can share the gospel with my friends and say, I don't want to do that because that's a inconvenience for me and I don't feel like they'll like me if I do that. We're, we're like, especially in this time of age, you see a lot of, I want uh, this, I guess would be a good point. There's a lot of social justice in this world today, right? You, you see it all over, all over social media stuff. You see it everywhere. That's because people, you have, we're letting the world do what God wants us to do. And so you see people fighting for that instead of just the church doing it. Do you, do you realize that? Instead of us showing love to the world, the world is doing it itself. By saying, hey, we accept you, we do this, we do this, we do this. And the church is like, well, that's against God, what God said, and so we're not going to affiliate with that. Jesus was with sinners. Jesus hung out with sinners. He lived with sinners. He loved on sinners. Why aren't we doing the same thing? We're in our holy huddles, and that's where we're at. We don't want to get out of that. Our wisdom that we're asking for is not being utilized to where it should be. Right? Is that just me? So think about that. We're relying too much on what our selfishness. We don't want to do anything because that's an inconvenience. We don't want to do that because it's a bother. We don't want to get persecuted. We don't want to get judged. But honestly, if you just share what God has told us to share and what God told us to love, it shouldn't matter how we, people react to us. As long as we're being faithful, as long as we're being true to what, what God has told us to do, it shouldn't matter. But right now, as it is, the church is not doing anything. We come to this place on a Sunday and on a, on a Wednesday and we, we call it that. And then we go home or go to Wade's because we're going to end pretty early today because I don't preach 50 minutes. Um, so you're going to go to Wade's and forget about everything that we just talked about and you're going to go back with, your, with our selfish ways and then come back tonight and just, like it's a repeating factor that we need to break. It's a loop that we're stuck in. It's like a Groundhog Day. <laughs> So we need to understand how, how can we break it? How can we break the cycle and, you know, ask God for true wisdom. Ask God for that wisdom to not be about ourselves but about what God wants us to do, to build God's kingdom. And to live out his prayer, like the, Jesus' prayer, God, let, it, let heaven be on earth. Let us live like that. So sin is categorized as selfishness. That's what sin is. Sin is not just a magical word that, oh, I, because I lied, I sinned. Sin is a thing of selfishness. So if you, say, if you can think of anything as selfish, that's sin. Um, so wisdom of earth is, the wisdom of earth is all about us while the wisdom focuses solely on God, on God and his desires. So James 3, 16 through 18, we're going to finish up with, with, with James. Uh, For where there is envy and self, selfish ambition, there is disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, com- compliant, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without pre- pretense. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. So you have on one end, one reaps death and one reaps life. You have the wisdom that reaps death, and you have the one wisdom that re- reaps white, life. 
what wisdom are you asking for? What wisdom are you, are you surrounded with today? Are you with what God has, has in store for you? Are, you? are you on that train or are you on the, the, the selfish me train? The verses just back up the idea that without God, no one can truly be wise. Even if you go to moral standards, like without God, there wouldn't be anything. It would just be chaos. So, again, online, if you want to answer this question. uh, So, are you getting your wisdom from God? Or are you putting the the world's wisdom into your own heart? We've seen, Scott's pointed this out multiple times as we've been going through this, this series in James. You see a lot of times where James is warning us not to be deceived. Not to be deceived by the, the world, not to be deceived by false teachers, not to be deceived by different things. And having that true wisdom can help us combat that de- deceitfulness. To know when something is wrong, to know when, when things aren't just right. And we'll, you know, as, as we keep going more and more into James, you know, that will be revealed more and more. But think about your life. Are you truly, are you truly, 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 truly putting your whole heart into what God wants for you? And as the band comes up, I want to ask you something too. Are you 100% on board with what God has for you? Are you all in? Are you like, because God doesn't want you to be 95% in and just have the other 5% for yourself. That's, that's, not, that's not cutting it. God truly wants you to be not just in your own selfishness, but also, but he wants you to be all in, on, on, all in for him. So how can you change that today? How can you let go of the things that you're holding on today? Are you going to let go of that pornography? Are you going to let go of that, that, like, that lying? Are you going to let go of that idolatry? Are you going to let go of just the... If you think about... If you, as I'm talking, as you think about something and you need to let it go, you should let it go. Because truism can't happen unless you let go of your own selfish desires. You're holding on to the, a lot of the earthly wisdom that James is talking about. You're holding on to what the, earth, what the world wants you to have. Are you going to focus on what God wants? Are you going to focus on on his love and, 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 his, and his ambition, you're going to focus on your own selfishness. So, there's a challenge. Are you going to surrender yourself? Or are you going to hold on to what you, what you hold dear? Are you going to hold on to your own selfishness? Those are really it. And only Jesus can get rid of your selfish desires. You can't do it by yourself. You need Jesus. So Father, as we as we're here, as we think about who you are and what you've done and the things that you continually do for us and God, we can't do it we can't do it by ourselves. We can't do it because our friends do it. We can't do it because our our parents do it. 
our spouse did it. We get to do it solely on you. That we, we get to surrender ourselves, Father. Our selfishness is keeping us from being your church. So God, break us of our pride, break us of our selfishness, break us of our intent nature of being sinful, Father. And just let us worship you and follow you and surrender all to you. God, we just need you more and more into this world. We need to be your church. We need to be what you called us to be. Because, God, we're, we're doing an awful job of it. We need you to show us. We need you to guide us. We need you just to surround us with just your wisdom and your love to show us what, what we need to do. Father, as we continue to worship, that you'd be in this place, that you would stir our hearts to be all for you and nothing else. So God, we love you and we thank you.